Hey, I'm your host, Sarah Sennett. I'm a master's qualified digital marketer. Together, we're going to up-level your marketing game. My aim for the Marketing Mindset Club is to give you clarity on how to create and communicate value. Learn the latest marketing techniques, build your skill set, and develop the confidence you need to get the results you want. Hello, folks. Welcome back to season three of the Marketing Mindset Club. How did you enjoy the first episode of the season? I interviewed Chris Han about B2B marketing and how to get the most out of your marketing budget. And also what's working and what's not right now in lead gen. So if you haven't listened to that episode already, uh, go back and I think you'll get so many actionable things out of it. It was a really great conversation. There's loads of really good stuff. So even if you're not specifically in B2B, any kind of acquisition marketing, you'll get a lot out of that episode. So go check it out. But on today's episode, uh, we're talking about Apple's iOS 14.5 release and what that means for you and me as marketers and how Facebook in particular has responded. So for those who need a quick catch up on this, Apple announced last year, I think, that with the launch of this latest operating system for iPad and iPhone, there will be a feature called ATT, which stands for App Tracking Transparency. Among other things, this would mean users have to specifically opt in to allow apps to track them and share data via pixels or gather data from other apps on the device, or for instance, via the Facebook pixel. It's a new privacy feature, but for us marketers, it means that anyone who advertises on mobile may find their audience volumes and therefore ad effectiveness and revenue take a tumble. It was labelled by Facebook as, and I quote, hurting small businesses and publishers who are already struggling in a pandemic. So Facebook, not a fan of this latest update. And I can see their viewpoint. So many businesses rely on personalised advertising to drive revenue via platforms like Facebook, which is, after all, more akin to a media company than a tech company. But equally as users, privacy is something we're more and more aware of as digital consumers. And the value of our information is somehow part of our consciousness in a way that I don't really think it has been before. So this update centres around the IDFA, or Identifier for Advertisers, which is the random device identifier used by Apple to send data that allows advertisers to target recipients with personalised ads. Now, stick with me on this because I think it's important to understand. One article I found said that users will have the ability to choose to block out sharing of this unique identifier at the app level. Previously, consumers had to opt out. But now they have to opt in. Now, when a user installs or updates the new iOS, a prompt will appear alerting the user to opt in or opt out of sharing this information. Now, Currently, it's estimated around 70% of iOS users share their IDFA with app publishers, but you can opt out. It's in the settings. It's a bit buried. But after this change, it's estimated that the number will drop to between 10 to 15%, which is huge. I mean, it raises other questions as to why people feel like they have to opt out. But, you know, that could be a whole other different discussion. Anyway, 
This release was meant to come last September, but it's believed to have been delayed to let developers catch up. And it's now here. iOS 14.5 landed on the 26th of April, which is two days ago as I'm recording this. So what was expected to happen is the IDFA will be blocked by default and users will specifically have to opt in to ad tracking. Now, at the time of recording, I read through the support notes for this update and there's nothing specifically in there about the ATT. But in the summary of the update, it said... App tracking transparency lets you control which apps are allowed to track your activity across other companies' apps and websites. So naturally, I wanted to see what the user experience would be like and what it actually meant for me as a digital consumer. So I installed the update. It took an absolute age, but, you know, that's not to say that our internet wasn't being very slow at that point. But as the phone restarted, I didn't get the pop-up as I was expecting to or any other sort of push notification that forced me to opt into anything. So I tried to close, oh, I did close all the apps on my phone. I reopened them. So I reopened Facebook, I reopened Instagram and nothing. So I'm still a little bit bemused as to what that experience looks like. So I can't really speak firsthand for, for what that actually looks like when it happens. So uh, in an article that Forbes wrote, um, Facebook argues that this will impact the ability to offer personalised advertising, but Apple quite rightly points out that iPhone users have the right to know they are being tracked and to opt out if they wish. So in iOS 14.5, a pop-up will appear asking for your explicit permission to be tracked across apps and services, which is the thing that I didn't get. So I'm a little bit confused as to what is going on here. Um, what's also interesting is that according to Wire, um, and I quote, Apple has also changed its policies to say developers can't hold people to ransom. So apps are not allowed to work differently or limit the functions available if you decide to opt out of tracking. So it's not as if I can tell you there's a bunch of workarounds happening or that there's going to be some major changes in the way apps function because uh, Apple is not allowing that. So it's really curious that I haven't seen anything firsthand on my phone as a result of this update yet. But anyway, we carry on. So it's quite real that audiences previously available to advertisers will greatly decrease in size and those who opt out will no longer receive personalised ads. So we're talking about that ability to personalise based on attributes, based on um, browsing habits based on other apps you're using on the phone. So it kind of begs the question of, well, does that mean we'll still be able to do more general stuff? But, you know, then why would you want to? And it also raises the question that people aren't seeing the value of personalised ads. And maybe that's because we as marketers have been guilty of been doing some not very good stuff in the past. I don't know. But Sadly, we're already starting to see the impact of this volume and efficiency decrease across some of our own Facebook campaigns in the, the agency where I work. Um, but it's worth pointing out that this only matters to mobile audiences on Apple devices, iPhone and iPad. You can still personalise ads to desktop users, Android device owners and any other smartphone ownership. But, you know, here in the UK, iPhone has 51% of the smartphone market share. But there's still a 50% audience there. So I'm really curious to see over the coming days and weeks just how much people's 
results change, particularly on something like Facebook ads? Are they seeing a drop that correlates with that 50% of audience loss? I'll be interested to see. Anyway, I've been looking to see how Facebook has responded in the last couple of days since the, the update came out. And I've seen an update that they are allowed to show what they're calling education screens on Facebook and Instagram that explains more about the changes and how they affect the user's experience on those two platforms. And I've linked a copy of it in the show notes. And it basically says to the user that you're on iOS 14.5. It requires us to ask your permission to opt in. And then very simply, it says... um, We use your information about your activity received from other apps and websites to show you ads that are more personalised, help keep Facebook free of charge, support businesses that rely on ads to reach their customers. So they are very much playing from the angle that you should opt in. And obviously they would want that because, like I said, they're more akin to a media company than a tech company and they want to retain that revenue. They have also delivered specific instructions as to how you need to react if you're an advertiser. And I've linked to this in the show notes. But from what I can tell, this specifically relates to people who are doing app install campaigns. And it's still really unclear from what I've read what actions you as a marketer can actually take. Um, You know, the technical things that need to happen are things like the Facebook SDK, if you use it, needs to be updated. But you know, from a marketing point of view, is there actually anything you can do? I don't know. What I do know is that it has always been the case that there is an inherent danger in building your marketing strategy on third-party apps and platforms, because something like this will always come along to derail it. And I think it's yet another reason why building your own following or community on platforms you can control or where data is specifically given by people who are opting in because they're buying your product or buying a subscription is a much more sustainable way of building your future marketing strategy and building your future brand equity. And I don't just mean bespoke forums when I say community. I I mean following on any channel that you have the ability to control. So... What do I mean by that? This means things like email marketing and partnerships and PR and, of course, your own website where you can build a community, you can build a logged in area if you want to. But it's anywhere that you can speak directly to your audience. So as marketers, we would call those your owned and earned channels. Another great reason to start thinking about this and, you know, as if the the loss of 50% of your audience um, for personalised advertising wasn't enough, is that if you've been keeping up with the show and you're, you know, you've got half an ear to the ground in the latest tech and marketing developments, you'll know that there is about to be a big change in the world of cookies. So... For anyone who needs a quick catch up on this, what's going to happen later this year probably is that Chrome is going to stop the use of third party cookies. Safari is already there, um, but Chrome is expected to come along and uh, be part of that as well. So um, what it will mean is that users of either Safari or Chrome or probably any of the other browsers as they catch up wouldn't be tracked by something like Google Analytics, which relies on a third party cookie. 
And we're expecting Google to come up with a different way that analytics will track user activities on a site. But the third party cookie is probably going to cease to exist because the browsers will just block it. So there's no point. So we're still waiting to see how that situation resolves itself as well. But it's all centered around this issue of user privacy. Um, I would be very surprised if Google Analytics is allowed to die in, it current, in its current form. I just don't think that will happen. So Google is likely working on a different method for it to gather data, but we don't know what that will look like yet. And it could mean more closed ecosystems. So when you combine that with the significant drop in iOS audience numbers that you can personalize to, this is going to be a really challenging time for anyone doing digital marketing. And then I have to add that the skeptic in me is always cynical when I see a global business acting allegedly to protect its users or to uphold its users' rights. And I have to wonder what's behind that. Now, Apple themselves in the release sort of publicity for iOS 14 say that privacy is a fundamental human right and at the core of everything we do. That's why iOS 14, sorry, that's why with iOS 14, we're giving you more control over the data you share and more transparency about how it's used. All well and good. But the other side of that coin that you don't hear much about is Apple's own ad attribution tool, the SCAD network, S-K-A-D, for those who've not heard of it. It's part of the Storekit framework and it's described as a class that validates advertisement-driven app installations. Now, not being a developer, I don't really have a clue what that means. I can kind of infer from it, but I'm not really sure. So I turned to a plain English explanation courtesy of DigiDay, and I've linked to this article from the show notes, which you can find at marketingmindset.club. Uh, and this is taken directly from that article. In short, SCAD Network is Apple's privacy-friendly way to attribute impressions and clicks to app installs on iOS apps. It shares conversion data with advertisers without revealing any user level or device level data. Think of it like the marketer's equivalent of being in the friend zone with an unrequited crush. Slightly weird. There's a lot they would like to do with the SCAD network that they can't, i.e. granular tracking. Essentially, it works like a mini walled garden. The attribution process happens within the App Store before being verified on Apple servers. From there, the data is cleansed of anything that could compromise a person's identity before being shared with the ad networks for the ad execs to access. These limitations are intentional from Apple. And it kind of got me thinking. A walled garden, you say? Hmm, doesn't sound at all like Apple setting themselves up to compete with Google's future walled garden when it comes to third-party cookies. Hmm, curious. The DigiDay article went on to say this in relation to workarounds. Apple has made it clear that ad execs play in its ecosystem and on its terms or not at all. So any attempt to identify users' identity will be blocked. That leaves ad execs with just a few options. Contextual targeting is one area app monetization firms like Fiber are exploring, though the jury is out on whether it matches up to the effectiveness of mobile identity-powered targeting. Other app developers may push emails as an acceptable alternative, but these moves are likely to be limited by how hard it is to capture a large enough number of them. The struggle is real. And yes, the struggle is real. 
and in the here and now of marketers working for businesses who have already been through some of the most turbulent times in retail, for better or worse, this in some ways is a really poorly timed hurdle at the end of what has already been a race for survival. And undoubtedly, some retailers have absolutely exploded as a result of the pandemic with beyond exponential growth happening month on month in 2020. But it's not all overflowing sales carts for everybody. So where does this leave us? If I could leave you with one thing, marketers, it's to look at the resources and data you already have that you might not be fully exploring because you've had this paid route to reach people through the mobile IDFA. So explore what you have in your owned and earned channels. Um, This means optimising your email marketing, running further split tests, automating and personalising with data that's freely been given by opted-in customers. It could also mean conversion rate optimization strategy and split testing pages on your website and calls to action and all of those other good things. Or what about doubling down on loyalty and optimising your rewards programme to leverage repeat purchases on consumable items? Or how about a subscription option to generate recurring revenue? Anything you can do to get your owned and earned stuff performing as well as it can, and you'll probably find gains in that that you might miss if you continue to focus exclusively on paid, especially since Facebook ads in particular and any other mobile ad formats are undoubtedly about to go through this upheaval as uh, we see how much data has been lost and see what's reasonably achievable in the future. And it's undoubtedly going to be a really tricky time, so... I would say make the most of what you've got and put your money where the gains are going to be most likely and you've got the most amount of control. And that's all I have for you this week. I'd love to hear how your clients are being impacted by this update and what your ad campaigns are doing and then also which channels you decide to to double down on in order to keep the revenue coming in. Pop me a DM on Instagram at Marketing Mindset Club or go to the marketingmindset.club website and you can contact me there. I would love to know your thoughts as always. And thank you so much for coming back to season three. I'm so glad you tuned in. If you're new here, thanks for listening. It's great to have you. The rest of this season is going to be an alternating between an interview and a solo episode like this one. So stay tuned for the next one. And If you have got value from the show, you've enjoyed it, please share it with somebody, subscribe, leave a review, because it really helps me to reach more marketers and grow this club. See you next time. Take care.